So recent reports indicate that Apple may be ditching the lightning port and going without any sort of charging connector. I'm Jason Cipriani with Jason Perlow, and today we're gonna to talk about the future of a completely, I guess, portless phone. Jason, what do you think? I'm okay with doing it as long as the functionality that we expect is there, right? So, you know, today we have uh, iPhones that have both wireless charging capabilities as well as direct lightning port capabilities. Right. And it recently became possible for the lightning port to use USB-C connectivity at the brick level, meaning uh, you can do high speed, uh, you know, uh, high, high wattage charging um, with a lightning connector cable that has USB-C at the other end connected to a, a brick that supports that, you know, up, up to, you know, 18 watt plus charging capabilities on an iPhone. Um, the, the max you can do with wireless today with, with Apple's implementation of QI, uh, Qi is, is 7.5 watts. Now right. that's already below what Samsung can do in previous generations with nine and 10 watt charging and 15 watt charging on the current uh, S10 and, and Note 10 class. Uh, actually, I think it's only the Note 10 that can do it at 15 watts. I think 10 watts is the max that the, that the S10 can do. So you have limitations as to what the, 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 the wireless standard can actually accomplish in terms of one, power transmission, right? And second, um, you know, heat. And then, of course, you've got the issues with, with cases and stuff potentially interfering with, 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 with the connection. I understand why Apple wants to do this. They want to have a sealed box that, you know, one is, is going to be more water protective, right? Less tamper sure. protective. Um, if, if, if it's less tamper protective, it's therefore more user friendly in their regard. Now this creates a number of issues. There's a huge accessories ecosystem for lightning connected products. You've got, you know, shutter controls, you have battery cases of even of Apple's own design. You, you know, it is a lot of things out there uh, that you need. Uh, so removing connectivity from the iPhone, making it wireless only adds a lot of issues. It completely kills that ecosystem unless you use some type of crazy wireless. I don't know how you would do this. I don't know how it's workable. It's also not workable for developers and end users because you have the entire iTunes manual backup system that's used to restore firmware and personal data and stuff, not right. on iCloud. How would you do this? Wi-Fi only? Bluetooth, high-speed Bluetooth connection? I don't, I don't know, Jason. I'm out of engineering, you know, you know mentation here. Yeah, absolutely. There, there's a lot of challenges and hurdles that Apple will have to solve. Uh, just to back up for a moment, though, the reason this is kind of a topic right now is uh, the New York Times recently covered that the European Union is discussing a new regulation or law or whatever they call it that would require all device makers, electronic makers to use the same connections, same port, same charging cable, essentially, whether it's speakers, smartphones, uh, all of that stuff. And right now, that standard would be USB-C, which I know you've wanted on the iPhone for the last yeah, year. And so. the, yeah, and the and you know Apple has already begun sort of baby steps with that with the iPad Pro, right. and you know, and I think that's that is an excellent thing that they've done. I think it's 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 made you know the the sort of business class and content creation users rather happy with that because it, it allows for very high speed transfer. Um, very high speed charging, very high wattage. I mean, you can get, you know, you need laptop level wattage capabilities on an, I, on an iPad yeah. versus an iPhone, right? It's crazy. Yeah, so, yeah. So 
I don't know if uh, what's going to end up happening with that. I know a lot of companies, including Apple, have lobbied against it and said, no, it's going to hurt innovation. It's going to actually lead to more waste because all of the cables will be obsolete. You know, our lightning standard is pretty common now. Uh, so I'm not sure what's going to happen there. But on top of that, an, an analyst uh, reported that Apple is looking at in 2021 doing the port-free iPhone, which like you just talked about, there's a lot of issues and a lot of hurdles. Uh, how you charge it, how you restore a phone after if you know an update goes sideways and you break it. Uh, how do you transfer a huge amount of your music library that you own locally to your phone or a photo library and get videos off the 4K videos off of your phone? There's a lot of logistics there that Apple would have to figure out. And, uh, but I also see some benefits too. The one being freeing up that charging port gives Apple more space inside an already tiny housing in order to increase the battery size, maybe add a 20th camera and not really 20th, but add another camera, you know, another processing unit. Uh, there's other features they could, they could add thanks to just those few extra millimeters of space that are inside the phone. Well, and I can see why they would want to magnetically charge potentially also as opposed to uh, as opposed to QI. I mean, if they went with something like on one of these guys, right? I mean, this is a magnetic connector, right? It is right. not really a pure QI connector. There's a magnetic connection that happens and it's a very flush connection. So it's able to transfer uh, more efficiently. Now, if Apple went with that for the back of the iPhone as opposed to the bottom, right? Uh, with like a MagSafe type connector, they could probably unify the charging uh, interfaces for iPhone and an Apple Watch because you just need a bigger you need a bigger radius rather than a smaller radius. But that's they could use a very similar type of coil design, potentially increase the wattage to you know full 18 watts or higher. I mean sure. potentially. I mean I, I don't I'm not a I'm not an electrical engineer, but it seems like the alignment issues and some of the things could be eliminated now. At the same time, I say, you know, you're introducing a lot of problems because you're talking about an interface that would be only charging. I don't think you'd be able to do data interface on that type of a connector. Yeah, and uh, I have an idea how they'll get around that. And we already use it, or at least if you own an iPad Pro, you've already, well, actually any of the newer iPads, and it's their smart connector technology, right? It's those three little pins. And they're not pins, they're actually pads on the iPad that has like the smart keyboard, has some right. pins that interact, provides data transfer, provides firmware updates. I don't know if you've ever had a smart keyboard prompt you for a firmware update. When Apple first launched iPad Pro and the smart keyboard cover years ago, within a month or two, there was a software update for the keyboard and it was all applied through the smart connector. So if you so have three pins- I, I think you're right, Jason. I think they could go with a bigger version of one of these. They could probably yeah. get away with QI. They could probably dump QI and decide, you know what, after all this, we did this stuff with air power. It's not worth going through the trouble. Let's go with a big one of these in the back of the iPhone. And you know, right. just, that's it. Yeah, 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 exactly. You know, you know and uh, it's interesting to think of a world with free of, wires right and remember the upset that was all around and still kind of goes on to this day where even in reviews people point out that yes this phone has a 3.5 millimeter headphone jack no this phone doesn't and i think it's more common now that they don't than they do but when apple first took that courageous step as they like to phrase it in removing the headphone jack they did so with another product lined up 
that was better than what we already had in that wired headphones yeah. were replaced by AirPods. I don't see Apple doing something like this without an AirPod level solution ready to go for it. And that, you know, like we've talked about, it could be the smart connector. It, could it be would the- have to be as fast as native charging. It would have to still allow for data interface. Right. Um, I had just other concerns logistically about it because, you know, I always carry a bigger battery with me. You would still need some type of iPhone. I, you know, I mean, I have to carry a, a charger cable for this guy that's got a little magnetic connector on it that I connect, connect to a battery. And then I sure. have to have it, you know, wrapped around something so it doesn't pop off. It's, it's, it's clunky to do something like that. So I think uh, to have to replace all your batteries to go with some type of special magnetic battery with a lock or something for your, I don't know. It, it, there's, and the, the car accessories that you would need to replace and, and all that. It's, it's going to be it's an expensive endeavor. And when Apple switched from the 30 pin to the lightning, we went through all of that then. Yeah. Um, but if this is a strictly wireless standard, which it would have to be, it is going to be a more expensive adoption than uh, what, we, what we faced with just the simple lightning cables. You know, but it's not supposed to happen until 2021. If it does happen, Apple honestly doesn't have the best track record when it comes to wireless no. charging. AirPower never saw, you know, the public as well as, you know, reverse wireless charging is a pretty standard feature in high-end Android phones now. That is where the phone itself becomes a wireless charging pad to top off your earbuds or, you know, your watch or whatever it is. It was rumored Apple was going to do that in the 2019 crop of phones, but it didn't happen. So maybe they're having issues because they're working on something bigger and better, or maybe they just are struggling with it, unlike any other company. Yeah, you know, it is, you know, these are these are not trivial engineering issues to solve. I mean, we sure. saw we saw the development process for air power, what they tried to do, which was so much more complicated than anything any other, you know, accessories manufacturer is trying to do. I think there was only really one in the last CES that's been demonstrating a, a multi interface coil yeah. where it didn't matter where you put the phone or the device, it, it would lock onto it no matter what. Yep. And even that has got to be very, very difficult to do, um, you know, for a smaller engineering firm, let alone a company like Apple, which has, you know, 200 plus billion dollars in cash, un- unlimited resources to do. There's only so much with physics you can, you can defy. Right. Yeah, heat is the biggest culprit when it comes to wireless charging. That is what limits most everything that people do or companies can do uh, with wireless charging and products. It's heat and how you deal with it. Um, you know, there's other issues there but that's the biggest culprit from my understanding and the company you're talking about is era they yep. uh, actually license their technology nomad which is a producer nomad, of right yeah fine quality uh accessories for all sorts of phones is going to be one of the first companies if not the first company to release the base station pro which uses era technology it's a uh, it can handle up to three devices at once you place anything on there the apple watch is not supported because of that magnetic requirement that you've talked about. But it, it's really cool tech. I've talked to those guys quite a bit and, and had a chance to uh, get to really know how it works. And it, it's interesting stuff. But so let me ask you one last question, Jason. And that is, with the European Union trying to push forward USB-C, do you think that's something that should be adopted everywhere? Or do you think companies should be left alone to do what they want? I think that USB-C is an excellent standard now. I think that, you know, two, three years ago when it was first introduced, we had some problems with cables. I think we need to have, you know, better labeling, better certification of the accessories so that we know that they'll work according to to, to specs and standards of all the major manufacturers. Um, You know, when we would, you know, I I know that when I go out and buy USB-C cable from Anchor, 
you know, it's going to be a, a solid certified sure. cable that works across all vendors, which is why I standardize on them. Um, when you buy a battery from Anchor or from or from Belkin or for or from you know uh, Rav Power or one of these other major companies or Mophie, you know that these things are going to work. But the thing is, there's so many fly by night you know companies in China and whatnot that they're iffy. You know, they're they're half a quarter the price of of the of the major brands, and people go out and buy them thinking they're going to work just fine. They could fry your 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 electronics if if, if they're not if they don't do the proper negotiation. There's a lot of data negotiation that has to occur on that USB-C cable yeah, um, there to is. prevent the, prevent, I mean, cause you've got a massive amount of wattage leeway. I mean, you could have a little tiny, uh, you know, uh, AirPod style case for like my little, um, I got these little you know, anchor earphones, you know, that are, you know, has a USB-C connector, which maybe that uses, I don't know, two, two, five watts, two or two watts maybe for something like that versus an iPad pro, which is like what? 50 watts? Yeah, you could go up pretty high. That same cable has to negotiate and say, okay, we're going to go from five to five watts. Oh, you just connected an iPad Pro. Now we're going to go to 40 watts, right? But if you send 40 watts into your little iPad Pro's case, yeah, I think I think there's a lot that would have to be worked out. I don't think it should be a requirement that companies go with USB-C or any other technology for that matter for those reasons. I mean, even when we had micro USB cables were the norm, still had those issues with cheap cables yep. that were prone to overheating and melting and potentially causing a fire. But I, I think that pretty much covers it. I'm interested to see what Apple does with the portless iPhone. I'm all for it as long as there's an AirPod quality solution for charging and syncing data. That's a real problem people have to solve or use uh, on a daily basis that Apple has to solve. Uh, for I'm Jason Cipriani. And I'm Jason Perlow. This is Jason Squared. Make sure to check out more of our videos at ZDNet.com.